Hello, and welcome to season three of Say Something Interesting. Yay! My name is Brent. Hello. And with me today is my friend, Megan. Hi, Megan. Hi, Brent. Welcome back. Yeah, How I'm was so your excited. Break? It was pretty good. Yeah? I kind of went a little stir-crazy, though. But... So, just uh, for the record, here's what happened. Megan decided to take a, a, like a week break or two-week break <laughs> to go to I the coast. I went on vacation with my family. And while she's at the on vacation on the coast, I texted her and I go, you know what? I think we're just going to take a break. We're going to take the whole month of August off. I'm tired. I need a break. And she's like, yeah, okay, whatever. Sure. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, somewhere along those lines, I decided that this was going to be season three. And season <laughs> one was me and Margo. Uh, season two was was when we... We didn't have like a serious break in between season one and season two. Uh, but then season two was last year with you. Mm -hmm. And now it's September. It's fall. It's It feels like it's a new NFL season. It's a new church season because uh, our church season typically is September through May. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we're officially calling this, un unofficially officially calling this season three. So I like it. kudos to those of you who are maybe catching us uh, for the first time or towards the beginning. Uh, kudos to those of you, especially who have been with us uh, for a long time, since the beginning, perhaps. Uh, if you're not familiar with the podcast, it is a follow-up podcast from what we talk about on Sunday. It's meant to kind of not rehash it, but expand upon it, uh, clear up any points that maybe were, you know, not, not as clear as they probably could have been, depending on which service that you are in. Uh, Megan sits with me in between services every Sunday and, uh, in, and kind of helps facilitate it to make sure that second service is always better than first. And that <laughs> is a truism for sure about it. Uh, we kicked off a brand new series on Sunday called Just This Once. And uh, so we'll get into that in a second. But before we do, what did you do in your month off? Anything? Uh, what was the most exciting thing that you did in your month off? <laughs> do Okay. Like... Oh, okay. Here, I, fi I figured it out. Okay. Sorry, it took a while. Um, I did do one exciting thing. The rest of the time, I literally was sitting in my apartment with my <laughs> cats on me. Listening to old episodes no, of podcasts? No, trying, like, do reading textbooks and writing papers oh, about yeah, what yeah, I'd yeah. read in my textbooks. Update on school. Are you? Yeah. What, give us a little life so, update in that way. Um, I am uh, one year down with school. Okay. I have... Um, two classes and then all of my like field experience for teaching, which is like going in and doing observation, which I'm currently doing right now at Kamayakin High School. And um, and then student teaching starting in January. So it's like it's I can crazy. count on one hand the things that I have to do, but it's also still like a whole like almost a whole year. But you feel like it's coming together though for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I don't I don't know that I knew this when we went on break, but I so I took all my like big standardized tests in July for my biology um, endorsement. And I found out that in August, at the beginning of August, that I got an excellence award for my score on my Praxis test. Of course you did. Um, top 15%. Not a surprise. And um, yeah, school's it's going well. And so far I've done, and I'm doing this class right now, and I've done like one assignment a week and... It's like I, I honestly at certain points would like to pull my brain out through my eyeball, but <laughs> <laughs> wow, because it's just so tired. That of, feels like Saw 5 or something. No, I'm just so tired of reading textbooks on my computers and then having to regurgitate and yeah, like yeah. make something smart sounding come out of my fingers into the typing world. Um, but it's going great. And I just I don't know, just keep. So I sort of cut along. you off there yeah. on the whole exciting thing. So, so my exciting you, thing that yeah. happened is um, some of my friends and I had a, a girls 
um, weekend thing in Walla Walla. We went to North Star Winery. They do this thing called a blend event where you get to make your own red blend. That sounds awesome. Yeah. And so my, one of my friends, she and her husband uh, bought this experience at an auction thing they went to. And so we got to go. And so I have a bottle of mostly Merlot in my apartment waiting for a month for me to be able to drink it that I made. It's got to like mix for a month. Is that how that works? Yeah. Well, they call it bottle shock. So oh, okay. once it first gets in the bottle, it needs like a month to... Um, Mm, calm down. Yeah, yeah. And then you, because, because we make it and it's not like super, it's not like sanitized necessarily, you should probably drink it within a year. So yeah. Gotcha. That was my big fun girls thing that we so did. So what do you, what big event do you have? What's the, uh, what's the night in which you break that thing open? What's the um, event? You got to create like, well, a so cool we have my, uh, my girlfriends and I, we are girls' nights. We call them wine and wine. So W H I N. No, I get it. W I N. Thanks for it out, mm-hmm. though. <laughs> that was for everybody else. <laughs> and yeah. or well, I don't. We've debated about whether it's W H first or W I first. Yeah. But anyway, sure. Um. So it will probably those will probably get broken out at some of those events. Awesome. Because those are the people that I went and did the experience with. Nice. So, yeah. My. My blend is called Herb and Spice, which are my cat's names. Oh, there you go. But it also Love works it. because the our tour guide was saying that, so they had like four Merlot, four different Merlots from different areas in the Columbia Valley, and then um, like a Petit Verdot and a Cabernet something. And he was saying that when you're making a blend, even if you make it mostly Merlot, you want to add a little bit of one of the other two or both of the other two because that's like the... That's like the spices. That's like the salt and pepper. And so I was like, totally works to name it herb and spice. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, a lot of Merlots for me are a little bit peppery, a little bit spicy. And I'm like, eh, yeah. I don't know if I like that. But yeah. uh, I know a lot of people do. That's mm-hmm. like their thing. Cool. I uh, I had a great break. Yeah. I signed up for three fantasy football leagues. <laughs> I started watching EPL, which is English Premier League soccer. Uh, Arsenal is the team I decided <laughs> I'm going to be a fan of. These, these why, games. Why did you decide that? You know, um, there's some really cool people in my life that I really like, and they really like EPL soccer. And I'm like, if they like it, then it must be cool. And it's fun. It's mm-hmm. different. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's sports, but like British sports. You know what I mean? And uh, I don't my know. Wife, what do you mean? I don't know. My wife loves it because it's a running clock, so you always know like the matches. True. There's no overtime. I mean, mm-hmm. there's extra time, but there's not like you know. But it's not usually a ton. Yeah, because so. when she goes, "Hey, how many's left? How many minutes left in the game?" I'm like three minutes, and she's like, "Okay, so fifty minutes." And I'm like, "Well, I mean, yeah, you know, for like a football game, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Or, or innings, baseball innings can mm-hmm. go for dang ever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you know, soccer is usually pretty pretty it's standardized, mm-hmm. so that's kind of nice. Uh, we also, uh, uh, changed out, we went from an electric to a gas range at home and there was some like home improvement project part of that. I didn't like run the gas line, but I did have to change some electrical out and like almost (laughs) killed myself. So that was pretty sweet. Um, yeah, it always feels good to be able to do something like that and be like, step back and be like, I did it and I didn't quite die. (laughs) And there's not a lot of injury. Kids are back in school. Got three kids now, like full time all day. So, uh, which is got you would think you would think that there would be a lot of relief in terms of we have four kids. Mm-hmm. Be like, oh, three of them are out of the house. It's like seventy five percent quiet in your house, and that's just not true. It's about like two percent quieter in our house, <laughs> and uh, is that just Clive less. is yeah. So you know, is Clive is Clive Clive. <laughs> so we're good. I had a, a comment on Sunday uh, uh-huh. in the message about our our most sinful kid. If there was any question about which one I was talking about. <laughs> 
That would be the one. Yeah, uh huh. I knew exactly who you were talking I about. I know you did. Every, I mean, I, I'm, I'm assuming that everybody did. Although there were a lot of people there on Sunday, and I would guess that some of them didn't because uh, we I saw a lot of new faces on Sunday, which is yeah, so awesome. Yeah, it was so, it like because I do the connect cards also, and there was it was probably double, maybe like one like two and a half times more yeah. people cards than it was had been previous weeks. So. Awesome. Two weeks ago, I talked about investing and inviting. And uh, those of you who are there, you I guess you did it. You, you <laughs> listened to me and you did something about it. We had a, uh, one, an amazing number at Church on Sunday, which is so cool. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's not everything, but it is something. And uh, we're always uh, fun. It's always fun to see new faces and uh, and just people coming home and getting back into the rhythm of, of life. And hopefully even this podcast is part of the new rhythm for you and uh, I, I'm definitely trying to get myself into kind of more of a, a rhythm, getting out of summer mode. Those summer modes, great. You know, you need that break, but then you also are like, "Let's go, let's." Uh, it, it's it is rather funny because I was talking to somebody in the lobby a couple weeks ago, and they said, "I'm ready to get back into my uh, my workout routine and my physical fitness routine for the winter." And and I always thought, see, now I would think winter time <laughs> is when you don't care about that as much <laughs> when you're wearing, or at least from personal experience, baggy sweatshirts, jeans, it's not as much of an mm. issue. Because yesterday I sat on my couch and watched the Seahawks almost blow a game to the Cincinnati Bengals, and I mentioned you downstairs. Yeah. I found myself sweating, and I hadn't moved in two and a half hours <laughs> off my couch. Uh, so That's a different kind of sweat, yeah, though. Yeah, <laughs> different kind of sweat, Probably. Probably. <laughs> Um, so anyway, he was like, no, yeah, you're out on the boat. You're in, you know, you're, uh, out in the sun doing that. You're just, you know, eating, drinking, whatever. And now I'm ready to buckle down and get into it. And I was like, oh, interesting. All right. Well, not how, not how I work, but yeah, whatever. No, that's not how I work either. <laughs> uh, so we kicked off a new series. Let's, let's jump into, yeah. should we start jumping into some, uh, serious discussion stuff? We, we started a new series called just this once. Uh, it's technically a series on miracles, but like a different play on it. Not like, not like the typical one um, where you might have like somebody advertise, you know, some sort of a traveling evangelist or a, <laughs> a sh- like, hey, we're doing talking about miracles this week, so bring, bring your broken arms, bring your broken mm-hmm. whatevers, and and we'll, we'll we'll pray about that. But but this idea of uh, why why oftentimes we choose to believe or not to believe in God, and and, and I think sometimes our disbelief we we struggle with disbelief. I think everybody at some point struggles with disbelief in terms of. I don't know, you know, random life events occur or just you read something or watch something or whatever. You're like, I wonder, you know, I don't know, whatever. And then uh, there's, you give, it's almost like we give God a chance. Listen, if you'll do just this once, if you'll just do this one thing and like prove to me or whatever, that that that, uh, that you're real, that you're out there, that, there, that there's something there that uh, it's good, then then maybe I'll believe or I, I will. And the problem with the, the idea, and I found myself struggling with this because I almost then said the opposite point of, well, John describes all of these instances as to why he believed. Mm-hmm. And then I said, in our faith, we have something firm to go off of. And it's almost as if I'm like arguing against my point to say, aren't you saying by just saying just this once that if God would come through with something, then then we would believe, then we'd have hard evidence to do it. And my response to that would be, but you wouldn't. Like, eat even if you had, even if you, you like prayed for some sort of a miracle, right? 
if you get me out of this ticket, I'll go to church on Sunday. Then you get out of the ticket, and either you forget or you justify, you begin to justify things in your mind as to why that took. And the ticket's a bad example, an analogy mm-hmm. of that. But let's talk about a natural phenomenon. My dad got sick. My mom got sick. Something happened. Cancer was found, whatever. God, if you'll pull me through this. And then, then, we, then somebody gets better, and then we go, yeah, but was that just like cool body stuff figuring itself out, fighting against it? Was it the result of medicine? We can talk ourselves out of it even when at one point we prayed just this once. Mm-hmm. So it's not that great of a, it's not that great of a, a, a prayer to, to pray to be like uh, this hard evidence thing. I, I think that um, John is trying to say, uh, here, here's what I, here's what I know happened for me and Maybe this is worth something for you moving forward in terms of justifying your faith. Right? Well, and like bringing it back, you made the point of um, it's not about the miraculous; it's about the person. And Pointing so it too, yeah. Right. And so for when you're saying justice once, it's about the miracle. But when you're like the argument of listening to what John has to say, and he has these solid things to hold on to, that's because he has this solid thing that is pointing to Jesus as the Messiah, as the as God, and so um, it's it, again, it's that subtle distinction of like, am I holding on to the miracle, or am I seeing the miracle and and pointing that towards God? Um, so, which is what John is doing when he's talking about it. And, it's th- and that's, I think, a point you actually did make pretty well yesterday in terms of, like, it's not about the miracle. I'm going to talk about all these miracles, but that's not what this is about. And I think I did better at that in first service and second, because in first I talked about how uh, John wrote these things down, and then it says they, and that's when we started to believe in him, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of believe him and what, what he said, we believed in him. And a result of the miracle wasn't them saying, oh my gosh, we have a guy who's figured out how to turn water into wine. Let's start a business, right? That's being mm-hmm. that's being infatuated with the phenomenon of it. That's not looking at what... That's, that's looking at the object or the miracle as an object as opposed to what kind of a person could pull something like that off. That's... I want to believe in him. So that becomes the the pointed to, the the object of something that's that's more important than the sign to to get there for sure. And I think another like step of that is Jesus didn't just have these miracles. And so it's the combination of all of that, all of the things that Jesus is and was. And so, um, it, and so yes, like the miracles are important and they point to his godliness, but it's also about the way he treated people and the way that he spoke and how he was, you know, fully grace and fully truth and how he was, yeah. you know, all these other things that are seemingly nuanced, but also bring, like they bring us to Jesus as the thing that we need to be focused on. Right. Yeah. Here's why you should listen to me yeah. when I talk about all of these other things about life and about what relationship with the father looks like and the fact that God loves you and is crazy about you and created you and blah, 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 blah. All that stuff uh, is is important and true. And here's why it's true. And here's an example of, of you know, for, for maybe some of you, why you need you need to see this to then believe me when I say all these things about it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's good. I think one of my favorite parts yesterday was when you were talking about Mary and Jesus's conversation in John about the miracle. Yeah. Mary, his mother, is like, hey, Jesus, they're out of wine. Right. And Jesus is like, mom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Woman. Woman. Right. And you have a good relationship with your mom. Yeah. Super, super good relationship with my mom. And so I think when you do have a good relationship with your mom, you get that even more because yeah. you 
because you're you're friends even yeah. at this point, right? Like you have transitioned from you and my mom growing up, and now we're adults, and you're still my mom, but we're also like there's like the friendship factor mm-hmm. in that, and I, I think about that with like my dad and, and my mom too, but more so probably my dad of. He calls me almost every day, you know, and we talk at some point or briefly about things. And he traveled a bunch this summer and he would talk about his trip. And, and he relates to me like a friend, but then also like there's the son dynamic, too. And and it's funny when there's like, like, which, which, which hat are you wearing right now? And it was really bad when I worked for him, too, because <laughs> oh, it was like yeah, boss, son, friend, adult, you know, all that kind of yeah. Uh, and technically you're a part of this church. And so I'm your pastor as well. And I'm your, I'm the (laughs) denominational leader of this. It was like all over the place. Like too much. Yeah. (laughs) Tell me, let's start the conversation with which hat are you wearing? And then, and then we'll talk about what you're doing. Um, so that, that definitely plays, which I think brings out the realism of this text even more so. And the fact that, by the way, I doubt that Jesus told John and all of his disciples, you'll never guess what my mom just said to me. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that they were there and it was recorded for us meant that she probably did it in the presence of the disciples who were there and they saw the power dynamics yeah. at play <laughs> too, right? And they yeah. decided... It's like, just so the real though, because it. it doesn't matter who you are. When your mom says something to you, especially if you have a like if you have a good relationship with your mom, it doesn't matter who you are or who you become. When your mom says something to you, yeah. you're like... Okay. And you can't say, like, <laughs> Mom, I'm 36 years old. You can't tell me what to do anymore. I'll go over to the house every once in a while, and she'll be like, um, she'll like assign me chores that I used to do when I lived in the home. <laughs> Brent, can you take out that garbage again? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to, but like, you do it, you say it with like this assumption, like, why have you not taken the garbage out yet? Because yeah. I don't freaking live here anymore, and that's not my garbage. <laughs> But yeah, 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 I'll do it, mom. Yeah, uh-huh. hang on just one second. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. That's total. It's like everyone knows that, right? And it's that moment between Jesus and Mary that's just really funny. And yeah. he's like, "Woman, it's not my time." And she looks at the servants, doesn't even say anything to him, and is like, "Do whatever he tells you to do." Yeah, he's gonna do it. Yeah. So when he says something, do it. Yeah. How about the jars at the at the uh, door? We we had a. We all another thing that we did in our in our time off is we launched another long term group. So we're a part of a little. Uh, Another small group for another 18 months, and we're psyched about it. We had our like first kind of official real meeting last night, and, and one of the discussions came up. The discussion isn't like um, – it's not going to be let's talk about Brent's talk on Sunday because I hate being in the part of those groups. Um, <laughs> but uh, somebody mentioned uh, the idea of, of having those uh, pitchers, those water pitchers at, by the front door, having them be empty, uh, and then – because it's all symbolic. It's like, hey, we're having a bunch of people over. Let's make sure that we have our pictures by the door so that they can see that, yeah, we still take our religion very seriously. But functionally, it, they, they serve no function. There was no water in the jars, which is we're supposed to be the washing. So it was purely symbolic, purely iconic. And I mentioned uh, in, in brief passing, it wasn't even in my notes, but I, uh, in my mind, I kept thinking about like that sewing machine that my mom had. Did you ever have anything in your home, in your mom's home, that functionally it served no use, but it was like, I'm trying to communicate something to somebody about something? I don't, I don't think so. What about your I, current home? Like my house? Yeah, what do you have right now? That I don't actually use, but yeah. that make, I think makes me look. Yeah. Is it your cat's? No, Just <laughs> they serve them. a really important purpose. Um, uh, oh, 
Jeez. I don't know. Well, okay, maybe like books. Okay. That I haven't read, will never okay. read, right. but are there. I'm thinking I've got a we've yeah. got a bookshelf. I think I've like East room. of Eden or something oh. on a bookshelf that I've oh. never read. I oh. probably would ever will read. Come on, and Megan. Like it's, it's there. Good. I know. I'm sure Steinbeck, it is. Classic. I know. I know. Yeah. It's not like lack of knowing that it's awesome, but <laughs> it's just like so I think that's probably that would probably be the thing. Yeah. Be books. But I just I had a thought while you were talking about the like jars and how like maybe you sound a little judgmental, but I don't mean it that way. Like non religious people have religious wedding ceremonies. Sure. To um like maybe appease some sort of older generation, but also just because that's tradition and that's sure. how you have a wedding. And so I I oh never gosh. I totally never go agree. to church. I'm never gonna go to church after right. this, but I sure as heck want some pastor to marry, like, yeah. you know, do the ceremony and and I want it to be in a church or I want it to be so like I thought of that in which kind of plays into the story of having like the cisterns out at the wedding, making sure I, I hope that I'm not outing somebody, and I, I swear <laughs> I'm not going to use names, and I, I don't even know, I won't even tell you how recent this was, but we got an email to the church from just the general info at East Lake Tri-Cities, and somebody saying, um, how much do you charge for weddings? Clearly not like the building use, it was like looking for my email, and it's not on the website, so how much do you charge for weddings? Like I'm some like pastor for hire for yeah. a wedding. <laughs> And then, are you a Christian pastor? Like, and it felt it felt to me like I had to even email back and be like, I don't think I'm the person that you're looking for. I try and only do people who are from East Lake or I have a personal connection with, because like you should have your pastor do it, right? Mm-hmm. And so you're looking for I we again, yeah, we want the appearance of a, a religious ceremony. And because this is what my grandma would have wanted, or I just, we just don't know any better. We don't like the idea of doing it in the court or a judge or something like that. And, um, yeah, yeah. dude. So that's very much mm-hmm. a very real and present issue of, yeah. Yeah. We, we kind of have this like background of like religiosity, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's just what I thought. And then, cause he's at a wedding and they have these like clearly not being used markers of, religiousness out so uh and i did get a comment from uh, a friend jake uh who said uh you kept using the word covenant and we you need to define it a little more we need to have an updated conversation on covenant uh because i said covenant relationship is you know god had this covenant relationship with israel and and then jesus introduces a new covenant and i I get it it is very a churchy language it's it's a, a a word or a term that shows up in lots of like the religious books that i read but in practical play out what does that mean Mm -hmm. And uh, so I, I I I agree. I think it's a um, I think if the the best way that I could try and kind of put this into words were God pulls a people of a, a people group out of Egypt and says uh, essentially I'm real. I am the only God that is real, and I'm choosing you, and we are going to be in unique relationship. And here's what the relationship is going to look like. And here's 
how you know that I love you, and here's blessings and curses. This is Deuteronomy, you know, twenty seven, twenty eight. Um, he, the entire book of Deuteronomy is is centered around what's called the Caesarean Vassal Treaty. So, like a common treaty. I'm getting into the weeds a little bit, but <laughs> a treaty that was pretty common in that day and age from a secular standpoint of a, somebody who was in power going to somebody without power and saying, we are going to do this together. We're going to be in a relationship. Here's A, exhibit A, what I've done for you. Exhibit B, why you needed this. Exhibit C, uh, what these stipulations are um, and what are expectations of you. Um, exhibit D, what happens if you don't do this. Exhibit E, what happens when you do do this, right? The entire book of Deuteronomy is exactly that, oriented around a, a power dynamic at play and here's how you know you're in good relationship with God. Jesus comes along and says, it used to be where you had, for a time, you needed to have hard and fast rules about what it took to be in right relationship or to know that God loves you. And that's changing with me, and it's something better. The, the, the major point of it that I found from the, the talk from Sunday is that idea of the wine being better the second time around Jesus' new covenant, this new way of relating to God being better the second time around, that we don't have to live like that any longer. It's different. It's new. It's, um, yeah. So mm -hmm. I, I don't know if I cleared it up anymore. I probably need to investigate that a little even <laughs> further, and I, I swear I will not talk about Caesarean vassal treaties uh, on a Sunday morning. <laughs> That's why you listen to the podcast, everybody, because you're smarter than the rest. So. <laughs> um, good. I, yeah. I, I feel good about it. You feel good about it? Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? No, I think right. I'm good. It's going to be a six-part series, but we've got a few special guests coming in uh, in the middle of it. So we're going to do three weeks, then we take a one-week break, then we come back for a week, then we take another break, and then I finish it off. Uh, I think, is that six? Anyways, somewhere mm -hmm. on there. Somehow the math works out to it being six. <laughs> um, in a few weeks, we're going to have one of my old professors from Northwest, uh, not Blaine Charette this time, a yep. different guy named Dr. Ron Herms. Super excited about it. Uh, and then a couple weeks after that... Uh, Mike Meeks, who's the pastor of Eastlake Church in Chula Vista, the original Eastlake Church. Oh, wow. Um, so I'm super stoked about That's it. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's real exciting because he's the guy. You'll hear about it uh, more um, uh, when he's here. But they wrote a big, giant check to help start this thing. The, oh, wow. the biggest check. And he'd never met me before. Oh, wow. So that's an extreme level of faith. Yeah. And belief. Big step. <laughs> yeah. And hope that this yeah. isn't wasted. Yeah. And so we're, we're bringing him in to be like, look, it, it was a, a sound investment. <laughs> look, what, look what you've done. And uh, so anyways, I'm super excited about it. Um, uh, so let's go into something interesting. Yeah. You got something interesting for yeah, us? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, let's do it. Um, so there is, um, this is from Atlas. Well, um, Atlas Obscura and their food section. And in Hong Kong, nope, Singapore, there is a Norwegian salmon company that have created vending machines to sell their salmon fillets. <gasps> and they call them salmon ATMs. Oh, nice. Yeah. That and, sounds amazing. Yeah. And so they can go and it dispenses 200 gram fillets of frozen salmon from Norway in Singapore. Um, and they, it's just like, it was a way for them to get their product like overseas without having to have a storefront and the cost of a storefront. And it's pretty cool. I was like, what? Salmon ATMs. So it's pretty, I don't, it's not like, how much are they? They're like 
So, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Because it's cheaper because he doesn't have to have all the like cost of employees and a storefront and all of that. Yeah, just has for to sure. Maintain the so ATM. have you been to uh, uh, there's a meat store in uh, Cleelum called uh, it's a, like a family run. They've been in there forever. I can't remember. It's on that main drag there by kind of Pioneer Coffee Company. I don't and know. they have a meat ATM outside. Where, Serious? Yeah. And it's awesome. <laughs> Is it like dried? Is it jerky good. that they sell there? Um, I mean, or? it must be. I think it's okay. a, I think it's refrigerated. I mean, it's not like uh, okay. ground beef or anything, yeah. but it's going to be like pepperoni and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have some. Uh, there is my my secret favorite spot for Land Jaeger, mm. um, which is uh, like a uh, uncured uh, pepperoni stick, basically. And John Nimmin turned me onto it, and it's so <laughs> good. I don't know if they have that in the ATM, but um, and I can't remember the name of the meat spot, but yeah, meat ATM. It was pretty nice. cool. So that made yeah. me think of that. Yeah. Good. All right, mine is uh, you're probably in the uh, football watching mood. Fo- football kicked off this last weekend. There's two games tonight, although you're probably listening to this on Tuesday, so they <laughs> happened last night, so I'm talking in post time. But anyways, <laughs> I found an interesting way to watch a football game. Uh, in addition, I don't know how you watch your games. I usually do it with my laptop open. I got Twitter on. I got my fantasy team on. I'm like flipping between the windows. And one of the windows that I opened up this last uh, y- yesterday in the afternoon was a website called Deck Prism. Uh, they are a startup out of Las Vegas who are trying to monitor and have a solid feed of live odds during a football game to kind of see what the number should be uh, in terms of live betting. It's for live betting, mm-hmm. uh, but it also is, I just, I find it intriguing to see where, like, I, I was watching the game. We were down um, for most of the game, really, and yet almost the entire game they had us winning by one or two points based on their predictive models and like percentages of they have a 63% win percentage and the the live point spread is 1.5 it was just an interesting way of doing it to be like not to be like to look at it and be like oh crap we're down 3 we got to do something but to be like okay we're still like from a betting standpoint mm-hmm. in this thing and should win by this and uh yeah it was fun mm-hmm. uh, it create it, it made things uh kind of intriguing for me especially like some of the blowout games that were happening yesterday there were some games that were just out, uh, off the rails you mm-hmm. know ravens won by i don't know 40 something points um but, but to kind of keep track of of some of that and see where it lands so yeah. deckprism.com i would probably just search it because i can't remember if there's an if it's prism sm or zm i can't remember so google it watch it with the next game see what you think and enjoy watching football a whole brand new way cool Hey, before we go, uh-huh. we oh, have yeah. a very sad <laughs> announcement to make. Uh, Megan sent me an email about two weeks ago in, in the middle of our break and said, hey, just realistically looking at my life schedule and my work schedule and my cat schedule <laughs> and Did my, not include my cats. wine and winers group, that's WH in case you're not aware, um, it feels a bit unrealistic for mm-hmm. the next season of my life not forever mm-hmm. but for a season to step away from the podcast yeah and which it pained me it literally took i didn't even write back to you for no, like i had, had to, to bring it up to you bring in it person. up to me live that's how i deal with things very <laughs> passive aggressive uh so then we she saw me live and she's like hey you did get that email right and i was like yeah thanks um she did she here's what she did conciliatory offer was 
I don't go in. I, I go in at 6 in the morning, and I'm done at 7.30. If you want to do it before <laughs> 6 a.m. or after 7.30, then I'm still in. And I was like, I appreciate that dedication. Um, however, that's not going to work for me. <laughs> no. And honestly, it's not going to work for me I either. I know. I know. But, so yes. this is her last podcast with us. Ter- we're, we're choosing it as a temporary mm-hmm. break. We just don't have the start back update in mind. Um, but uh, this is uh, this is her big finale, big farewell yeah. for at least a little bit. She's yeah. still going to be uh, doing the mid service stuff. She's still coming to East Lake. We'll still see her around. She, yeah. We're not saying goodbye. Just and I might like you know yeah, depending yes. on schedules, every once in a while I might be able to absolutely be on the podcast throughout the year. Yeah, yeah. I'm just because I have to work enough. So it, starting in January, I'm doing student teaching, and that's all day. You know, that's all day working, yeah. but not for money. And so (laughs) I have also taken a job just kind of being a teacher for the after school program I've been working for for the past few years. And um, so that just means that I'm going from I'm going to go from like 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. every day or Monday through Friday. So and speaking of not working for money, she just looked at this job and said, "Uh, (laughs) I haven't got a paycheck. You guys haven't been paying me. And I keep telling her, no, check your direct deposit. I think it's in there. Um, we must have got the numbers switched no. around. So I know, but it like it honestly kind of pained me to write that email. So I love doing this, and it brings me tons of joy. But it just isn't. It just isn't gonna work for. I this totally, season, totally so. understand. She promised that she would fill in as a guest uh, w- w- when we need it. I'll be announcing uh, our new podcast host for season three. Um, so maybe season three. This is just the end of season two. Maybe this is the well, last. Yeah. yeah, something okay. like that. Anyways, <laughs> uh, that next week we we will be back on doing this. The podcast isn't going anywhere. So sorry about that, everybody. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll yep. definitely. We'd love to have you back. You've always been a uh, consistent voice. You've always had a great laugh. Uh, you always have brilliant insights. Uh, that'll stay because we'll still do the in-between service stuff. And uh, you'll have to just keep us updated on yeah. our, our Urban Spice. Yeah, they're the best. Yeah, and uh, anyways. <laughs> I know you don't like cats, but they really are the best. They are the worst. So. You've never met them. You eh. can't even say that. Oh, no, I'm saying cats in general. <laughs> I don't, I'm not saying your cats are the worst. I have no idea. Did you like that video mm-hmm. on Sunday? The trans- Yeah, the it was pretty clip? hilarious. Yeah, that was a good one, wasn't yeah. it? My cats come when they're called, though. <laughs> I doubt that. No. True. Uh, All right. All right. That'll do it for uh, this week's episode of Say Something Interesting. We'll be back with part two of Just This Once uh, next Sunday. We'd love to have you join us 9.30 or 11 o'clock at the theater. And uh, follow-up episode next week with a new new special guest uh, and all the good stuff moving forward. Megan, thank you so much yes, for everything you. you've given thank to you, this everyone. thing. Thank you, everyone. And uh, have a great week, guys. Yeah, bye. See ya.